welcome back to Lounge with Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. And we are two librarians keeping in touch through the power of books and especially through our book club that we are currently doing. We're on our fourth book club book, reading Becoming by Michelle Obama. We're almost, I would say, through this book. We're about 75 mm. to 80% of the way through, according to Kindle. And yeah, how did it go? What were your thoughts on what we read? Well, it was obviously more to do with uh, politics and his race to becoming the president and the campaigning and all the the bump going up to it, really. It, it all sounds very hectic, wasn't it? And poor Barack, he, you know, he lost his mum in the other sort of campaigning and then lost his grandma in this. You know, she didn't see him become president, did she? Which was quite sad. It was, and it was a bit of a hectic time, you know, Michelle really took on a lot of those duties campaigning for him and and got him a lot of votes to the point where she became under attack from other political parties that were trying to put her down and frame her in a negative light to stop, you know, Obama getting votes because people essentially liked her and liked what she was doing. Yeah, well, they were twisting her words. They, like, took this speech that she'd been doing and just, like, twisted the words and made her look really harsh and really cold and not caring. And it was awful, really. And that must be that must be quite hard to take that when you're trying to put on that face of being happy and, you know, it, it just must have been awful, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, good news is they did actually get in the White House. I mean, I feel like we knew that was coming. <laughs> yes, yeah, we um, did. <laughs> and that was a crazy old time when they won and all of a sudden they were in this entourage of cars and streets were being cleared so they could drive there. Mm. And then she explained the White House and all the rooms and what it's like to live there. And it just was completely different to any other part of her story so far. Um, and I just thought, gosh, could you imagine? Like, it's just shocking going from your normal day life to suddenly being in the White House. The White House. I know. I know. And it it must be weird because every time a new person goes into the house, they redecorate it and refurnish it just how they want it. And she found that quite stressful and hard because you have to furnish and decorate so many rooms and she had so many choices even though other people were doing it for her you know they, I can't remember how many bathrooms there was there was about it was about 13 bathrooms or something in the White House yeah and then 13 bathrooms <laughs> the thought of bringing up her kids as well in the White House because they're both quite young at that point and the White House doesn't really sound like it's quite it doesn't sound accommodating for children or fun but then she mentioned it had a bowling alley and a swimming pool. And I was like, this place sounds great. And a cinema. Yeah. I know, I know. And it must have been quite difficult because they were choosing a school for the children to go to and the routine of making sure they had a near to normal routine of getting them up for, for school, taking them to school, um, being able to invite friends over to play, them being going able to go and play it's like when the girls went to a party they had to go the the secret service or, or, or at the CI whoever looked after them would have to go into the house and check the house and everything wasn't mm. it it's so, quite interesting life completely and, changed yeah and when they had groceries if they had groceries delivered to the white house 
how they did it so that um, obviously they wouldn't get poisoned is they'd have just people who who didn't say who they were would go out to different grocery stores and buy things so that there was no chance that somebody could do anything to mm. the food. And I liked they all had code names and she kind of discusses their code um, name. Even yes. her mum had a code name because, of course, her mum went yeah. with them very reluctantly to the White House because she didn't want to, but mm. someone's got to look after the kids. <laughs> I know, I know. And she kind of lived her own little life, didn't she? And she actually um, decided um, that she wasn't having anybody follow her around. And when she went out, she pre- and people would go, aren't you such and such? Aren't you Michelle Obama's mum? And she'd go, mm, no. I know people say I look like her, but she would just dismiss it. <laughs> and people would just be like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm such a great character, just plodding along, a doing really her own good thing. character. Just done her yeah. own thing the whole book, really. It's great. <laughs> I think it's really lovely how they made the staff feel very relaxed when they've mm. gone in there as well you know they've changed the uniform so it's not so formal you know and yeah just a whole different way of life it, it must be mad when you've not been brought up with that definitely and they're still quite in their early days of setting you know policies and trying to get to grips with the country because from the sounds of it it's in a bit of a mess I do remember that time actually and it was very messy the american economy was affecting everybody (laughs) um so it's going to be interesting to learn maybe about the pressures of that where obama goes with everything and how that affects the family themselves but she's she's making small steps she's made a vegetable patch in the white house oh yeah (laughs) which they didn't they weren't keen on that were they no no they, (laughs) they were like what you want to dig up the white house lawn for cabbages (laughs) they did go to london didn't they They to the g20 summit and she got to meet the queen i know and she said you know she said the white house is huge well you should go to buckingham palace i know when she explained buckingham palace i was like it is a bit extra isn't it yes (laughs) but that's how we get the tourists in (laughs) we need the royal family (laughs) and of course yeah exactly and she, of course, she got um, she got quite a bashing for that as well, didn't she? Oh yeah, because yeah. she touched the queen, and she wore a cardigan. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I but, would say the English press are far more scathing than the American press. Like, if you do anything wrong with the royal family, they're out for blood. <laughs> you can't do anything yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's tough, but uh, yeah. So more pages of politics. More pages of politics, and I feel like there's more yeah. to come. Mm. Now, in terms of where we're going to read to next, Claire and I are actually, well, Claire mainly, is away for the next two weeks because you're going to the Philippines, aren't you, Claire? I am, Living yes. It I'm large. going to catch up with my daughter who is travelling um, out there at the moment. So, so uh, because of that, there won't be any podcasts until February 27th because that is when Claire will be back from the Philippines and we can talk books. So for that reason, we are going to use the next weeks to finish Michelle Obama's Becoming. Um, we will obviously be keeping you up to date with our reading activities over on Instagram and Claire will have loads of lovely pictures of the Philippines so we're not disappearing you will still be able to see what we're reading but in terms of the podcast we'll be back on the 27th of February we'll be discussing our thoughts on the conclusion 
to Michelle Obama's Becoming and letting you know what our next book club book will be if you want to join in with us. Uh, as it's my choice, I need to go out there and think of a book over these next yeah. two weeks, Claire. No, I've already got I know, it. I already I know what we're it. reading. <laughs> oh, I think, yeah, I think we've already had a little discussion have, about it, have. so I need to sort that out as well. <laughs> so over these next two weeks, if you are joining along with the book club, make sure you finish Michelle Obama's Becoming so you don't have any spoilers when we do discuss it when we return on the 27th of February. For everybody else, make sure you catch up on all of our other podcasts in the break because there's some really good episodes that you might not be aware of. What other book club news have we got, Claire? Well, um, I have finished Michael Grant's Purple Hearts, which is the third book of the Soldier Girls series, following um, the plights of uh, Rainy, Frangi and Rio. Um, And I absolutely loved it. It's actually been my favourite of the three books, I think. Um... It's been quite har- quite a harrowing read, though, mm. um, because a lot of what he's written about in this book is based on true events, true things that happened during World War Two. So, obviously, I've mentioned about the... Um, it talks about the D-Day landings and the massacre at Orador Seglain, the fighting that went on in the Hurtgen Forest... Uh, That was pretty horrific as well. And the horror, basically, of the concentration camps and just his description of when uh, prisoners were found from these camps and the fact that they were just walking skeletons, basically. And it was really quite harrowing to read and quite, quite an emotional read. And, you know, these brave women... I don't actually think American, any women went and fought in World War Two. So I think that's the fictional side of it. Although they they played their part in World War Two more in the factories and things like that. So so actually these women who were on the front line fighting, I, I, I could be wrong. I don't know whether anybody wants to say, but I don't know whether they actually fought on the front line. I know there would have been um, the spies, we do know that women were spies and women were um, part of the medical. But Rio's character was on the front line and she was doing a lot of the fighting. And I don't know. I don't know. I could no. be wrong. I mean, of my own knowledge, no. I don't think there was any women on the front lines in World War Two. If they were, they were pretending to be men. <laughs> um, yes. Because they were either medical staff, spies or reporters. They're, they weren't there yes. to fight because it just... Women yeah. weren't allowed to fight. <laughs> no, no. So, um, yeah, it was an excellent book. I'm giving it a renewal. Yay. So I need, to, and I do need to take it back to the library. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> you do. Do that before you head out. <laughs> it is a library book. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so really good. Really enjoyed it. Definitely the favourite of the three books. Oh, that's really good. So I'm currently still reading Ariadne by Jennifer Sane. It's been a bit of a mental week for me, so I only managed to get my Michelle Obama pages in on the train to London. Uh, that's when I get most of my reading done, when I do <laughs> random trips to London. Um, so I, I've read a bit more of that. We've met up with Theseus. He's off to go battle the Minotaur. Ariadne's given him the rope so he doesn't get lost. And it's all I feel like it's all going, ooh, crazy. But I was still quite early days into the book, so I'm like, what is going to happen in the rest of this book? Because I feel like surely she can't stretch the whole Minotaur maze section 
over 300 pages like that would be I feel like that would get boring so I'm interested mm. to see how the story's going to develop and why there's so much of it still left so really enjoying that I did actually you know I sometimes listen to audiobooks when I'm in the car one of the audiobooks mm-hmm. I was listening to was the Atlas 6 by Livy Blake and that has been on my to read list for so long literally like before Christmas and I started listening to this audiobook it's about 16 hours and I just couldn't do it Claire I think I was like an hour in and the voice the the narrators were just horrendous I hated their oh, voices yeah. I hated the way they spoke about the story all the characters seemed really annoying and I was like I can't do it anymore so I've given up it's a book that I do not care for so any Atlas 6 fans out there if you can convince me to continue I might get the physical book to actually read but no the audiobook is dead to me <laughs> I hated it I hated it um oh that's yeah that's difficult I never the, I never don't the narrator has put you off reading it you know carrying on yeah. with it I mean there were three not different good. narrators and neither none of them they were all rubbish all three of them <laughs> How is that possible? Oh, no. That's sad. It that's is. very, very sad. So instead of that, I thought, you know what, I'll pick up a different audiobook that's shorter. So I've picked up an audiobook that's six hours, and it's a detective book, and it's called Hysteria by L.J. Ross. I'm about an hour in, and I'm enjoying it. However, when I added it to my Goodreads, it says it's book two in a series. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I checked the audiobook account that I have, and I do actually have book one. But because I didn't realise they were part of a series, <laughs> I've started book two by accident. So I'm hoping there's no spoilers. So I'm just going to keep going with it. And if I enjoy it, I'll read. I'll go to back to book two. Back to book. So there book you go. One. That's my ah, reading okay. habits. At the ah, moment. Okay. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have started a new book. Uh, this is called, I've got this out from the Whitby Library as well. This is called Paper Cut by Karen Campbell. And it's about a, a girl who is homeless. And I believe, she, I think she's called Kelly. So, uh, rocked by a terrible accident, homeless Kelly needs to escape the cold streets of Glasgow. Maybe she doesn't believe in serendipity, but a rare moment of kindness and a lost ring conspire to call her home. As Kelly vows to reunite the ring with its owner, she must return to the small town she fled so many years ago. On her journey from Glasgow to the southwest tip of Scotland, Kelly encounters ancient pilgrim roots, hostile humans, hippies, book lovers and a friendly dog. As memories stir and the people she thought she'd left behind forevermore closer than every step. So yeah. I think it's going to be quite a gritty emotional read, but I'm, yeah. you know, I've only just started it. But um, the um, what's happened is the the rare moment of kindness is she's been given a bag of like a change off this girl who was quite drunk on her hen weekend, and it's about forty eight pounds, I believe, of coins, and so she that's her little bit of kindness. So I don't know where how that's going to take her to her roots, back to her roots. I don't know. Oh. We'll see. You like a good journey book. Bit of an emotional, thought-provoking, they go yeah. on a journey. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, it's based in Scotland. There's a tiny bit of Scottish dialect in there. Not too much. Not as much as um, Ross Sayers. 
Yeah, you've read quite a lot of Scottish books. Mm. I struggle with anything that has anything in it that isn't English. <laughs> I just see it as a bit of a challenge. I know when I went all of Ross Sayers' books, I was going through writing down all the different dialects and what the words were in English, just so I could understand it. And I did quite well with them, actually. I, I mean, stuck with it. I read three of his books, I think. You did. You were them. always championing yeah. Ross Sayers to anybody that would listen. Yeah. Read it. Yeah. <laughs> read it. Read it. <laughs> I think the best I did is I, I read a book that was set in Mexico and it had a lot of Mexican punctuation. And I was like, why is there ex- upside down exclamation marks everywhere? That was confusing. <laughs> that was, I was, oh, I bet it was. That was a challenge. It was a good book, actually. Yeah. I can't remember what it was called, but it was a good book. Oh, is it one that you read in the library? Yeah, I think it was up for Carnegie, which is why yes. I read it because. I only ever read intelligent books when I had to for the Carnegie Prize. <laughs> oh, I can't remember what it was now. No. Wasn't by Candy Gourlay, was it? No, no. Oh, gosh. No. Her books were intelligent. No, it was, I think it was by Marcus Sedgwick, you know. Oh, yes. I think it, it was, was Saint Death. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't yeah. know that. Marcus Sedgwick, yeah. He died on the... Um, 15th of November 2022. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. I grew up mm. on Marcus Sedgwick books. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I remember seeing it in the news and thinking, ooh, I don't think he was, he wasn't very old. I think he was only 54. It's very sad, isn't well, it? Well, I feel like everyone needs to go read a Marcus Sedgwick book now. Mm. As a remembrance, but Saint Death, yeah. That's set in Mexico, really gritty story, some um, interesting punctuation. I feel like that's too sombre now to end the podcast, Claire. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> bringing it down a bit. Oh, um, I did that last week as well, didn't you I? Did. We'll bring it back up again, bring it back oh, up again. <laughs> how? <laughs> um, well, we'll end the podcast in saying, please follow us at Lounging With Books over on Instagram. We'll be posting highlights of books that we might finish over this two week two week period where we won't be posting any podcasts i still need to post some pictures of books that i've read to be honest with you i'm behind i'm so behind on my social media um <laughs> claire will be posting philippine stuff so please follow us over there we're always trying to grow our fan base on the instagram where we won't be back for our podcast until the 27th of february so make sure you're ready to listen to us then if you are a an avid listener otherwise you know check out all of our old episodes as well because they're really good all right it is goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me